deep fakes are typically videos that use artificial intelligence to make it appear as if a real person is doing and saying something that they've never actually done or said. It's basically like using Photoshop to create an entire realistic looking video instead of a single image. Video footage of a speech that Nancy Pelosi gave this year was doctored, and the audio intentionally was slowed down and edited to make her appear drunk. The fake footage spread like wildfire over popular social media platforms. Even more concerning was the fact that President Trump shared the video on his Twitter account. He took it down after it was revealed to be a fake, but I would say that the damage had already been done. Today we have fellow Supreme Tort slash tech expert George He, who completed his master's in computer science with a focus on AI at Stanford before coming here to law school. Um, deepfakes themselves can be trained by almost anyone. If you just have a computer that can run the software, all you need is to provide uh, training input into the algorithm, and then it can figure out what the different poses are of the individual's face. And then from that, it can generate uh, ways to synthesize what the person should look like in video. And given the software, um, anyone without a technical background could easily generate deep fakes. Video footage is almost universally regarded as legitimate evidence or proof that something actually happened. Which begs the question, can we turn to the law to protect our rights? To answer that question, we talked to one of the drafters of the Deepfakes Act, which was introduced in Congress last June. So my name is Matalian Conde. I am a fellow at Berkman Klein Center for Internet and Society. The, the way that we framed the Deepfakes bill, we were really looking at deepfakes as a national security risk. So the story that got the bill entered and got basically the whole world talking about this issue was around political deepfakes. And that's because we were working in a context of having a president that's constantly attacking our journalists, our, our truth protectors, right? The issue that we have with government is that tech companies are in DC, they're in DC heavy, they're spending millions upon millions of dollars on lobbyists. And so you do see corporate capture within DC. We need some really good stories of it hurting really, really rich white men and having a devastating impact on their lives. I hate to say that because I don't want to have a devastating impact on anybody's lives, but white, rich male lives matter in an environment where many, many lives don't, particularly black lives. This is why we have to start thinking seriously about the legal implications of deepfakes and how we need to regulate it. And always question what you see. Don't be easily swayed by anything you read off the internet. Keep asking yourself the purposes and motivations of the party telling this story. We'll leave you with one last piece of advice from Mutali. I think the audience needs to be mobilized. They need to write to their representatives. I think there's something very powerful about an email coming from a Harvard Law School student. We really need to have a push for plain language so that it's not just the privileged few that understand these issues and therefore have agency. The story that got basically the whole world talking about this issue was around political deepfakes. And that's because we were working in a context of having a president that's constantly attacking our journalists. We need some really good stories of it hurting really, really rich white men 